0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voting prohibited by law. 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters, and I hope you all have recovered from an absolute crazy, insane WrestleMania week. Um, so many things happening over the course of WrestleMania weekend. I'm gonna obviously review WrestleMania's both night one and two, uh, plus briefly talk about NXT and Ring of Honor, which had perhaps the match of the weekend during, no, not probably, they did have the match of the weekend during WrestleMania weekend. But before I get into that, let's talk about some news. And this first piece of news broke earlier today as AEW has struck a deal with New Japan and more particular New Japan World announcing that episodes of Dynamite and Rampage will be added soon to the streaming service. Now, of course, this is for only in Japan. And there will be a uh, Japanese commentary team for both Rampage and Dynamite shows. Um, this is another big step for AEW here in in the fact that they have their show on a streaming service, uh, New Japan, probably being biggest one in Japan as far as wrestling goes. I know there's um, Wrestle Universe, which has DDT, Pro Wrestling, Noah, among others on there, but I think New Japan World is the more well-known? Probably would be the correct word to this. More recognized uh, as well. So... Um, so you know the the people in Japan they're going to be getting some really good wrestling with both AEW Dynamite and Rampage, uh, and again that is only in Japan. It is not going to be happening here in the United States. It is happening in Japan only. But some really really good news. Now uh, a unique situation that happened over uh, WrestleMania weekend, has led to the firing of three wrestlers in MLW. It was announced that, in this week's edition of the Observer Newsletter, that all three members of Los Parks, that is L.A. Park, a.k.a. L.A. Parka, L.A. Park Jr. and El Hijo del L.A. Park have all been fired from Major League Wrestling following an incident during a TV taping in Dallas this past Thursday night. Now, according to Meltzer, the firing took place last Friday. So, here is what allegedly happened. Uh, The family, the Parks, were set to do a run-in at the end of last Thursday's TV taping, uh, and they would be be attacking both Alexander Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu. But they got too rough with both men. Uh, According to Dave Meltzer's writing, and I'm going to quote this, one person noted that they went off-script, ruined the post-match angle, and went into business for themselves and unloaded live rounds, meaning real punches and shots, on Fatu and Hammerstone, including reckless chair shots that busted both men open. Both needed medical attention. It is also reported that Hammerstone challenged L.A. Park to a fight backstage, but he pretended he didn't understand English. L.A. Park was scheduled to face Jacob Fatu in the main event of the Azteca Underground show this past Friday, but was replaced by Bestia 666. Footage uh, from the TV tapings are going to air over the next few months on MLW's Fusion. However, due to the firings, it appears that the brawl will never make air. And... You know, I'll say this, I don't know if there's heat, you know, that maybe L.A. Park had with the company before this, or if his sons had any heat, or if there was any situation that we know of, but it's a shame that a guy like L.A. Park, who is such a veteran, who's been in this business for over 30 years, would do something like this, and, like I said, I I don't know. I, I don't know what happened besides what has been told, what was described. And it's kind of a shame because I think MLW, you know, they're really starting to develop a diversity in the roster. I mean, they already had a diverse roster as it is, but, you know, now that they're having a women's division, um, it was going to be even more diverse. But just to hear that and then read that uh it, it it's it's a shame it, it really is a shame and kind of disappointing if you are a fan of la park la parka you know whatever you want to call him um and hammerstone for those that have never seen alexander hammerstone he's a pretty big dude so um so you know for hammerstone to challenge la park and in la park pretending that he doesn't speak english or understand english kind of shows you that Something might have been up for real. Uh, I never thought I'd be mentioning this guy's name ever again, but apparently Michael Elgin is back into professional wrestling. Michael Elgin was announced that he is returning to Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, Pro Wrestling Noah made the announcement that Michael Elgin will be returning To the promotion later this month Marking the first time that he has wrestled For Noah since 2020 Uh, He will be facing Masa Kitamiya At night 2 of Noah's majestic 2022 event On Saturday, April the 30th Elgin has wrestled for pro wrestling Noah Three times from 2019 to 2020 Obviously before the pandemic really kicked in uh, again, I'm kind of surprised about this. I never thought Michael Elgin would get a job. That's for sure. But um, but yeah, he's back in wrestling and he's back in pro wrestling. Noah. Uh, congratulations are in order to Carmella and Corey Graves as they got married earlier this week. As a matter of fact, they got married yesterday. Uh, a slew of wrestlers at different personalities were at this wedding, were at the ceremony, um, they're up on Twitter, Instagram, um, looks like it was a very nice wedding, uh, Corey Graves and Carmella are going to spend some time off from TV, uh, Jerry Lawler is going to be on commentary for Raw for quite a while, um, so we'll have to see how that all goes, I'm not really sure if you know they're gonna air this on their reality show on YouTube which to the best of my knowledge I've never heard anyone say that they have watched it so if if, if you do watch it and that episode does air let me know so I won't watch it <laughs> Also in wedding news, Alexa Bliss is set to get married this weekend to singer Ryan Cabrera. It was reported on by PW Insider that a private ceremony will be held this weekend in California with guests only being notified of an exact location before short or shortly beforehand. Now Alexa Bliss has not been on television Since the Elimination Chamber event in Saudi Arabia, which was back on February the 19th. So she has not been on TV in close to two months. They have been engaged for about a year and a half. November of 2020 is when the engagement was officially announced. Uh, Congratulations to Alexa and Ryan on their upcoming wedding. All right, uh, i got to get into some serious business here because uh, these next couple of stories are very serious. Can't really joke about them. Um, One of the big stories this week, obviously, has been the entire situation between Kimberly and Nash Carter, a.k.a. Zachary Wentz. Um, This has gotten... pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Let's just... Uh, and I'm being very polite about how I'm wording that. So, over the weekend, um, Kimberly had posted on Twitter how um, she was going to come out say something about her husband, uh, Nash Carter. And she had put up photos of her in a, in a physical altercation, a physical conflict, apparently. And then, about a day or two later, she puts up a picture of Nash Carter dressed as Hitler. Yeah, dressed as Hitler. Had the mustache, did the Nazi salute. Well, because of that, Nash Carter has been released this week from WWE. Now, this is where things get a little bit more interesting. Because Erica Marie, who is the wife of Wesley, the tag team partner of Nash Carter, went on to Twitter and said that Hey, Kimberly's making some of this stuff up. She wrote, Just so everyone is aware, Nash Carter has been living with Wes and I for months, ever since she was in a hospital, which she checked herself into. He's actually been the one trying to avoid her and her mental abuse. They haven't been together. He went to one therapy session. She also wrote, that now, mind you, she believes I've harassed her in the past, so knowing this, she may try to stop me from releasing the truth. Kimberly later blocked her on Twitter. To go even further, this past Monday, uh, Car- or Nash Carter uh, gave divorce papers to Kimberly. So this whole thing is just getting crazier and crazier now i will say this see this is hard because i want to this is one of see if you go on twitter and i don't i'll be honest i normally don't go on the twitter unless i'm plugging this show or i'm plugging other shows that i do and unless you know something happens in sports and i want to say something There are people on Twitter that have been really rude and really disrespectful to Kimberly. Even even if she's lying, you know, they're still being jerks. At first, I'm thinking, wow, this guy is a real piece of crap. For physically, you know, for the abuse. It's when you dress like Hitler... You have the mustache, like Hitler. You do the Nazi salute. And that's where it's like, oh lord. Even if, even if you're joking around, you don't do that. You don't take pictures of that. And, uh, and you especially, especially, don't give those pictures to your significant other WWE has said that they fired Carter because of the picture which okay that part I get that part um, that part makes total sense because if I've learned anything in life it is do not dress up like Hitler But in all seriousness, this is a separation, it is a divorce, that is being played out in public, and is going to end up very, very bad. No one here is safe. And, you know, there are some who believe Kimberly's side of the story, there are those who believe Nash Carter's side of the story basically everyone involved in this situation involved in this entire ordeal is the victim because you have two people who were married and one is saying this person physically abused me and you also have another side saying no he didn't do it you did it so in reality at the end of the day there is no one safe in this story everybody is a victim and to say that Kimberly caused Nash Carter to get fired is, honestly, I, I I think that's kind of far-fetched, because as we've seen in the past couple of years, your past can come back to haunt you, can come back to bite you, and the picture, and I've seen the picture, is a perfect example of that. Why would you dress up like Hitler? Unless you are doing it for a movie or a TV show, you should never be dressing up like Hitler. So, like I said, everybody that is involved is going to end up being a victim in this. Everybody. And... That's just how it is, unfortunately. And then you're going to have people on Twitter who probably troll other people who are going to be like, oh, you're wrong, and oh, this person's wrong. Well, I think this is one time where we should stay out of their business. But unfortunately, people will not learn. Should Kimberly have gone to police right away and reported this? Absolutely. When it happened. But people just, people just do weird things and sometimes it just comes back to bite them. The other unfortunate story that must be reported this week is Tammy Sitch was in a car accident that ended up with the death of a 75 year old man this was in Florida um this is just another add on of an add on of an add on to the list of things that has happened to Tammy Sitch um this one this one's gonna cost her Big time. That's all I'm going to say. Um... I don't think she has learned... Anything... From her actions... In the past. But this is one... You know... This is... This is one that's... Gonna cost her big time. Um this is going to end up with her going to jail. I can't see it any other way. And Tammy Sitch is one of those people, unfortunately, in this world, that probably believes, probably believes, that she can do stuff repeatedly over and over and over and over again And think okay I'll do a little bit of time and then I'll live my life I'll go on not in this case she basically drove into another car with a driver being 75 years old and he's dead A family lost a loved one. You can't pay that back. You absolutely cannot pay that back. And, you know, it may be hard for people to admit. It may be hard for people to understand and believe, which is very true. But when you lose a loved one, it's very hard, and then depending on how it, you know how someone dies, it can be even harder on the on the family members. Um. Obviously, my thoughts go out to the family of the gentleman who was killed in this accident. But this is after everything that Sonny has been through, or not been through, but everything that Sonny has done, the DUI arrests, the threats on other people. This, like I said, this is one that's going to cost her. This is going to cost her big time. And the only way I see this ending is her being put away in jail for a long, long, long time. I I, I hate to say it, but that's what I think is going to happen. Okay, so um, we had an unbelievable weekend of professional wrestling. And it started off this past Friday night with Ring of Honor's Card of Honor. Of course, uh, I was a part of the alternative commentary to Card of Honor. Thank you to Mark Radulich from the Radulich Broadcasting Network for having me on. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, I will be doing something again in the very near future. Um, But I want to talk about some of the matches. Um, So the pre-show, I I didn't really get a chance to watch much of the pre-show. But I'll just run it down real quick. Cole Cabana beat Blake Christian. AQA pin Miranda Elise. Tully Blanchard came out with a new tag team. It is quan and Toa Leona, they defeated Cheeseburger and Eli Isom, of course Quan was a part of Shane Taylor Promotions uh, before you know, they stopped doing business for a while, and Dalton Castle defeated Joe Hendry now some of the matches I want to point out that were really good um, Brian Cage defeating Ninja Mac, it was a squash match but it was a fun squash match showed Brian Cage being this dominant figure uh, Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty was a really good match. I enjoyed that match tremendously. And what we got with Jay Lethal was pretty, pretty impressive, to say the least. <coughs> but the match that everybody was talking about, and very rightfully so should have been talked about, the match of the weekend... FTR and the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. An unbelievable tag team match. Maybe one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. The fans were into it from beginning to end. And what was kind of surprising about it was how early it was on the card. Considering you had three other matches to go after that. Um, but, oh, folks, if you have not seen this match, if you have not seen this match, get go out of your way. Get some time. Find this match. You have to watch it. This is an all-time tag team classic match. FTR won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. They currently both hold... Are they current... Yeah, no. Yeah, they bar- they currently hold both the AAA Tag Team Titles and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles. Pretty big accomplishment for FTR. Minoru um, Suzuki won the Ring of Honor World Television Title, beating Titus, Whaler, Yuta... Beat Josh Woods to win the Ring of Honor Pure title. And the main event of the show was for the undisputed Ring of Honor Championship. Basically, we were going to get a unified champion. Jonathan Gresham defeated Bandito in a really good match. And then Jay Lethal seems he's probably going to be the next in line for a title shot of the Ring of Honor World Title. And then the big surprise at the end, Samoa Joe coming out, and that had everyone going crazy, unbelievable show, Um, you had the best match of the entire weekend right there with that show, Um, it almost was the best show of the entire weekend, almost the best show. But there's one that I think might have been a little bit better than this one, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. Alright, i uh, going to mention, we're going to talk about NXT Saturday as well. Uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. Um, What I saw, for the most part, was a pretty good show. Um, I'm just going to go through these. Because I know we're, I'm going to be talking a lot about WrestleMania here. So I did not catch the pre-show match because I thought they were going to do all seven matches on the main show. But uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai beat Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane to win the tag titles, the women's tag titles. However, the titles would change back on Tuesday back to Dolan and Jane. The ladder match for the North American title started off this show a really really good ladder match. Not as good as the one from 4 years ago, but still a really good ladder match. Uh I th- there's one spot where Grayson Waller does an elbow drop and the way his elbow bends the ladder scared the crap out of me. I thought he had broken an arm. But it doesn't look like he did because I've seen that he is advertised for NXT this coming week, which I'll mention in just a moment. But Cameron Grimes won the NXT North American title. Very fitting way to do that. Um, I gave it a B plus. Meltzer gave it four and a quarter stars. Next match, uh, Tommaso Ciampa against Tony D'Angelo. This match, I just could not get into. I, I'm i trying to get behind Tony D'Angelo, but there's I just can't get behind him. I can't get behind the character. The whole thing, at first, was like, oh, this is Tommaso Ciampa's greatest hits. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that. And just... Somewhere, you know, along the way, it just I don't know. I did not like it at all. Tony D'Angelo got the win. I gave it a C minus. Melter gave it three stars. Then we had the NXT tag team titles. Um a really good match, and I'll tell you who I was really impressed with in this match were the Creed brothers. I could really get behind this tag team. Very impressive. Um, MSK won the tag team titles um, so Nash Carter got released a few days after winning the tag team titles and it was advertised on NXT this coming Tuesday that MSK, I think we're going to defend the tag titles against Grayson Waller and his bodyguard so I have no idea how that's going to go I gave this match a B plus. Meltzer gave it 4 stars. Uh, Then we had the Fatal 4-Way for the women's tag title. Io Shirai, Cora Jade, Kaylee Ray, Mandy Rose. I missed half of this match because I had to help around the house. Mandy Rose got the win, which was a surprise. I did not expect her to win that match. I thought for sure uh, one of the other three were going to win. Uh, Gunther... Walter against LA Knight this was kind of your cool down match before the main event uh, LA Knight really took it to uh, Walter here on this one and it wasn't until towards the end that Gunther started doing the chops and beating the crap out of LA Knight and uh Gunther got the win in this match I gave it a C plus Melter gave it a C plus. Then we go to the main event of this show. Braun Breaker defending the NXT title against Dolph Ziggler. So, I have to mention Braun's entrance. This is pretty cool. Braun comes out with a chainsaw. (laughs) He comes out with a chainsaw. And he cuts the X in NXT in half. And it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, Braun might win the title. The problem with this match, and it's not a bad match. The problem with the match is it's, not only is it the main event, that's not the problem. The problem is you're like two, three hours away from WrestleMania. And you've been at a show and you've done all this other stuff and people have to leave the arena to get to the stadium for Wrestlemania yeah um, I'm not sure if they're going to do NXT on the day of Wrestlemania ever again um, the ending Braun Breaker goes into an exposed turnbuckle, Ziggler hits a super kick and gets the three count to retain the NXT title. I gave this a C plus. Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. And of course, that result literally means nothing because two days later, Braun Breaker wins the NXT title on Raw. Yep. Then what was the whole point of him losing the match in the first place? Okay, now, uh, Wrestlemania, obviously, that's that's the big one. This is the one that you all want me to talk about, and i uh, going to do that. So no pre-show matches. Um, we just get right into it. We just get right to the main show, and we start with the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs against the Usos. This could have been something. Unfortunately, Rick Boogs, uh, his quad basically went out in the match. And they had to change the finish. The Usos hit the 1D to retain the tag titles. I'm not gonna be hard on this match because somebody got injured and it was a real injury, and Rick Boogs is gonna be out for a long time. So I gave this match a D plus. Meltzer rated it one and a half stars. Next match, Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin. This match was interesting because. Corbin had control of the match, and at one point it's like he's kind of dragging it along, but it's kind of on purpose, which I got it. I, I I think I got it what he was doing there. So Drew ends up winning with a Claymore kick, and then after the match, Mad Cat Moss hops on the apron, Drew uses his sword and ends up cutting two of the ropes. Uh, I gave this a C, Melter gave it two and three-quarter stars. Then we get into the fun. The Mysterios against Logan Paul and The Miz. This match had no right to be as good as it was, and this ended up being a really good match. This was a very good match. You could tell Logan Paul put the work in, on this match, he was getting a lot of heat, he's a natural heel, very, very natural, everybody looked good in this match, Miz looked good, Logan Paul looked good, Ray looked good, even Dominic looked good, and Dominic was dressed like his poppy, Eddie Guerrero, coming out to the ring, okay, I know, that that joke's gonna get old at some point, I know, but this was a really well-done tag match. I enjoyed the match. Loved the ending. Where the Mysterios hit the double 619 on the Logan Paul. But they never saw the Miz tag in. Uh, tag himself in. They hit the 619. Dominic gets thrown out. Miz hits the skull-crushing finale on Ray To get the three count in the victory. Then, after the match... The Miz hits a skull-crushing finale on Logan Paul. And apparently, the whole point of that was to make Logan Paul a baby face to fight The Miz. Well, there's one problem. The fans were cheering for The Miz when he hit the skull-crushing finale on Logan Paul. So I don't know how they're going to change that up. I gave that match a B. Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. Then we go to the Raw women's title match. Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. Best women's match of WrestleMania weekend. Hands down. You could make the argument. You could make the argument that this was the best match of the entire weekend. You could. You really could. A tremendous match. They go for early the same the same exact thing they did at SummerSlam, but Bianca kicked out at two. It's a really good back-and-forth match. At one point, Becky hits the manhandle slam onto the steps. Bianca is out of it, and Becky is like, count, count, count. But, you know, Bianca just barely gets in. And in the end of the match, Becky tries for a move. Bianca hits the KOD to get the three count and the win. An unbelievable match. Second year in a row, Bianca Belair has the best women's match, WrestleMania weekend. And again, you can make the argument for the second year in a row, Bianca Belair was in the best women's or the best match of WrestleMania weekend. I gave this an A minus. Melter gave it four and a half stars. Then we go to Seth Rollins against his mystery opponent. And the mystery opponent ended up being Cody Rhodes. I, I think we kinda all knew that. Um Cody got one of the Cody got one of the biggest pops of the entire weekend and this was such a fun match back and forth back and forth they did move for move this crowd was really into it um Cody hit the crossroads to get the win on Seth a tremendous match following a really good women a, a, a great women's title match um, I gave this a solid B, almost a B plus. Meltzer did not rate this match for some reason. Not really sure why. I don't know if we'll ever get a rating. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Then we get to, oh boy, the SmackDown Women's Title Match. Ronda Rousey against Charlotte Flair. Could not get into this match. Just could not get into this match. And you could tell by the crowd. The crowd could not get into this match. Because you had two really good matches back to back. And oh, by the way, you had the Hall of Fame uh, group together with The Undertaker. Um, yeah. they They had no shot. They had... No shot on this one. However, I did like the ending. So, Rousey hits Piper's pit on Charlotte. Goes for the count. One, two, three. But as soon as the referee gets up, he sees that Charlotte's foot is on the rope. So, the three count is annulled. The match continues. Charlotte accidentally spears the referee knocks the referee out Uh, Rousey then locks in the arm bar and Charlotte is tapping out she has made Charlotte tap but the referee is out of it she does not see it so Rousey goes to wake up the ref Charlotte attacks Rousey then gives her a big boot gets the three count in the win Charlotte retains the Smackdown women's title the ending actually saved this match from getting a lower grade for me. I gave this a C. Meltzer gave it two stars. Now, if you ask Ric Flair, he thinks it's the greatest women's wrestling match he's ever seen. And I'm not kidding. He put it up on Twitter. He said this was the greatest women's wrestling match He's ever seen. Rick. 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 Yeah. I know. I know. Now we go now. We go to the main event, which is the KO show. So KO runs down Texas and Stone Cold again before Stone Cold comes out to this monstrous ovation. Uh Comes down on his ATV. They get in the ring. They do a bit here and there. And then Owens admits that he had a purpose for doing this. He wasn't here to do a show. He was here to have a fight. And he wanted to have a fight. A no holds barred match right here and now. And guess what? We get this match. Austin and Owens. This was such a fun match. This was so fun. I mean, look, Austin has two bad knees. We know that. Austin's neck is messed up. I know that. But if you didn't enjoy this match, like if you just took the, okay, there's going to be no technical wrestling. This is just a spectacle. Like it, like if you didn't even think that it was a spectacle, then... There's something wrong with you. This was an entertaining match. This was a fun match. Owens goes through the table. They go into the crowd. Owens gives Austin a suplex on the floor. On the floor. Unbelievable. I didn't think that would happen, but it did. And then they get in the ring and KO hits the stunner on Austin. And it's like, Oh, my God, he's got to get him. Only got a two count. Then we get to the end. Owens grabs a steel chair, tries to hit Austin. Uh, Owens misses. The chair rebounds into Owens' face. Stone Cold stunner. One, two, three. Stone Cold gets the win. And then Austin hits another stunner. And then Byron Saxton goes into the ring. He drinks with Stone Cold and... And then Byron gets a stunner. And then Stone Cold's brother comes in the ring to drink a beer. And Stone Cold gives him a stunner. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. But they celebrate together. And that is how night one of WrestleMania ends. I gave this a B. This was just a fun match to watch. Uh, Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. So, what did... Our Facebook group, think of night one of WrestleMania. Well, I'll tell you, they thought very positive about this one. The majority of the group that voted gave this an A, with some people giving it a B. So it was very positive all the way around. I am you know what, I'm gonna, just talking about it and thinking about it again, I'm going to give this first night an A. I really enjoyed this first night of WrestleMania. It really was fun to watch. It was just a fun show overall. Now, a favorite match from night one of WrestleMania. The majority win with Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Then we had a tie between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and KO and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to agree with the majority here. I'm going to go with Lynch and Bel Air. That was such a terrific wrestling match to watch. I do have a couple comments. Uh, DK, uh, the host of of the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast, wrote basically all of them, but Rousey and Flair were his favorite match from night one. Matthew Mers, who... I haven't had in a long time. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Wrote, Lynch and Air, then Logan Paul surprising the world with his ability and genuine heel heat we haven't seen in two decades. Then Austin's match. I've already forgotten about everything else except for how horribly overrated Charlotte is. Well, after that match on Saturday, yeah, you gotta start wondering if Charlotte actually is overrated. God, I really wonder about that. Um, two things I want to mention real quick before I get to night two. Um, there was a match that was supposed to happen on night one that, because of time purposes, got cut off and went to night two. Talk about that in a little while. And... What did KO do after night one of WrestleMania? Well, on Raw, he met Ezekiel, yeah, Elias's know. younger brother. Yep. 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 Yeah, he yep. He a time. All right. Now on to night two of WrestleMania. Um, Triple H comes out. A uh, huge ovation. Puts his boots in the middle of the ring. Basically, it's his retirement, and we're off tonight. Two of WrestleMania, where we begin with a triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Titles: RK Bro, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy, in a fun, fun, fun championship match. Um, this might have actually been the best match of night, too. Just a great match all the way around. Everybody looked like a million dollars in this match. The end of the match, Riddle hits an RKO on the Montez Ford. Orton hits an RKO on the Chad Gable. Orton pins Gable to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. And then after the match, Gable Stevenson comes up, and Chad Gable goes after him, and Gable basically destroys him. I gave this a B. Meltzer gave it four and a quarter stars. So re- this was a really good opening match. Then we go to Omos against Bobby Lashley. Um, it was what we thought it would be. Let's just say it as it is. Lashley uh, hits a couple of spears to beat Omos. I gave it a D. Meltzer gave it half a star. Then we go to the match that ended up being the most entertaining match of the entire weekend and probably one of the funniest matches you will ever see in your life Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville. This match had just about everything. And it worked to perfection. Um, this was an anything-goes match. So you knew shenanigans were going to happen. Um, there was a table with mousetraps on it. Bowling balls were involved. Air horns, tasers, Chris Pontius came out. Wee Man comes out and body slams Sami Zayn. And... Um, Zane hits a yakuza kick on a Johnny Knoxville. It is insanity galore. Um, Zane at one point gets slapped by a giant mechanical hand. And then the end of the match, they pull out, and what I mean by they, I mean the cast of jackass that was there. They pull out a giant mousetrap. A giant mousetrap. Get it in the ring. They put Zane on it. When they pull the lever, at first it does not go. So they have to improvise. Zane getting trapped. One, two, three. Johnny Knoxville gets the win. It is an absolute funny match. Absolutely funny. I gave it a B minus. Meltzer didn't rate it. Probably didn't give a crap about the match, but that's okay. Uh, excuse me a minute. So, after that hilarious match, uh, we have the women's tag team title Fatal 4-Way. Um, the challengers, Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Facing the champions Queen Zelina and Carmella and Carmella is dressed like Madonna aka Like a Virgin 1984 MVA Award Show. This is a good match. Um a little bit of a slow start, but it ends up becoming a good match. And again, everybody looked good or at least decent in this match. Um just a real good match. And then Sasha Banks in the end hits the meteor on the floor to Zelina to take her out. And Naomi and Banks do kind of like a double code breaker. And Banks gets the pin. And we have new women's tag team champions. And Sasha Banks' first win at a WrestleMania. I gave the match a C. Uh, Meltzer gave it two and a half stars. Although I will admit, the commentary by Graves is kind of funny because Carmella is the one who gets pinned. And after it happens, he's like, what are we going to do with our wedding? The WrestleMania checks are going to cover the cost of the wedding! That was was kind of funny. I got to admit that. Then we get to Edge against AJ Styles. AJ Styles, noticeably, as he's coming to the ring has a cut on his face. What happened? Well, apparently, as he was going onto the stage, he accidentally cut his face on the the WrestleMania sign. I don't know. This one... Here's the thing. It's like, for a long time, this was almost like Charlotte and Ronda from the first night. Almost. It was like, oh, this is taking a while, but it does eventually get better. And then, at the end, Damien Priest shows up. Doesn't do anything, he just shows up. So, AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm and Edge hits him with a spear. And Edge gets the win. And Edge and Priest now have a little faction going on. I gave this match a C. Melter gave it three and three quarter stars. (sighs) Now, this next match. this, This is the one, this is the heartbreaker. It is Sheamus and Ridge Holland against Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day. Here's the story this match was originally going to happen on Saturday night. However, because of time constraints, this match was cut from the show. It was cut from night one of WrestleMania. So, they decide, you're going to go on night two now. And... Probably because of time constraints, they had the shortest match of WrestleMania. A total of a minute, 40 seconds. A minute, 40 seconds. There is nothing to say except Sheamus and Ridge got the win. And I felt bad for all four of them. This is their big match. This is their WrestleMania match. And this is what happens. I gave it an E. Meltzer gave it three quarters of a star. So now we go to the semi-main event. Pat McAfee against Austin Theory. Or at least I think it is the semi-main event. Pat McAfee busts his butt in this match. He really does. He goes all out in this match. He even hits one of the highest Swanton bombs I think I've ever seen and misses. This is just a good, fun match, and the crowd is really behind Pat McAfee the entire time, which is absolute insane. So... Theory goes for a move. McAfee gets him into a cradle, kind of a schoolboy. One, two, three. Pat McAfee gets the win. Unbelievable. So I give this match a three. Or not a three. I give it a B. Meltzer gave it three and three quarter stars. So it's like, okay, he did it. He got the win. He got the WrestleMania win. That is until... Vince McMahon who was out at ringside takes his jacket off takes his shirt off and we get Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon okay Austin Theory is still at ringside he pulls McAfee down by the feet, crouches him on the post Vince gets a football. I'm not kidding. If you you haven't seen this, I'm not kidding what I'm about to tell you. Vince gets a football. Kicks the football. Into Pat McAfee's stomach. And gets a three count. He gets a three count. Vince McMahon beat Pat McAfee after McAfee had maybe the biggest moment of his life that actually happened so Vince and Austin Theory are celebrating when here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin to a huge pop And I'm watching this with Fro and Luke, and we're like, when's Austin coming out? Isn't he going to save Pat? Well, he probably was drinking and didn't get there in time. So Steve and Vince, they have a drink. Austin stuns Vince. Then Austin Theory comes in the ring. He's actually 24, so he can have this. Uh, He gets a Stone Cold Stunner. Then Pat McAfee comes into the ring they're drinking and then McAfee gets stunned and then the final shot you see of this entire of this entire match is Pat McAfee on the ground drinking a beer I could not give a grade to McMahon and McAfee I could not Meltzer gave it minus two stars) <laughs> Which is probably the right rating for that. But, oh my lord, did I really need Vince at WrestleMania? Did I, did I need to see Vince wrestle, quote-unquote, wrestle a match at WrestleMania? Okay, now we go to the main event. It is the unification match. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Um, This was a fun match. This was a fun match. Um, I thought it was a lot better than the one that they had at WrestleMania 34. It definitely was. At one point, Roman and Lesnar are on the outside fighting. Heyman is trying to break this up. Brock kind of corners Heyman into, into a corner. And Heyman's trying to get out of it. He's like, Brock, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Brock, but Brock. But I love you! I laughed so hard when he said that. It was absolutely hilarious. Reigns hits a spear through the barricade. They get back in the ring. It's two heavyweights fighting each other. Then the referee gets taken out. Roman Reigns hits a low blow. Um hits a spear. But can't get a count. So Reigns tries another spear, and Lesnar has him in the Kimura. And it's like, oh my god, Lesnar has not used this in a long, long time. He really hasn't. And Reigns is able to get to the rope. Barely, though. Then the end of the match, Lesnar tries for an F5. Roman rakes the eyes of Lesnar, hits him with a spear... One two three. Roman Reigns wins and he wins both belts uh, I gave it a B minus, Meltzer gave it 3 and a quarter star and that is how night 2 of Wrestlemania ends now, what did our Facebook group think of night 2 of Wrestlemania well the majority of the people gave it a D Hmm, okay. Um, We had a few people give it an A, some gave it a B, some gave it a C. Before I get my grade, I'm going to read a couple of comments. Uh, Curtis, who writes for the website, wrote: Wasn't terrible, wasn't terrific. Knoxville match was more entertaining than expected. New Day deserved better. Absolutely. Happy for Pat. Edge and AJ, Roman and Brock, and the women's tag title match were all great. Bobby versus Omos was unnecessary. Ed, who's been a guest on the show before, wrote, I fell asleep during the Austin Theory and Pat McAfee match. Ed, you missed out on a pretty good match, actually, Ed. And Ted gave the, or wrote, I gave it a B. It was good, but not as good as Saturday. I'm going to give this a C. I mean, there were some good moments of Night 2. Uh, obviously, the opening match was great. The Knoxville-Zayn match was hilarious. Uh, McAfee and Theory was good. The main event was pretty decent. But it was like, with Omos and Lashley, and what they did with The New Day and Sheamus and Ridge. Oh, my Lord. That yeah, was terrible. That really was. That's why I gave it a C. Um, As far as favorite match from night two of WrestleMania, the majority of the people that voted, voted Edge versus AJ Styles as their favorite match. Uh, Followed by Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, then a tie between the Triple Threat tag title match and the Fatal 4-Way tag title match. And then a vote for McAfee and Theory. McAfee and McMahon. Really? Really? And Reigns and Lesnar. Uh, Mike McPherson, who's been on the show before, wrote, I watched WrestleMania for last night. It's been like decades since my last one. But it was free on Peacock, so I thought, why not? And which match did he vote for? He voted for... Okay, he voted for the Raw Triple Threat match. That's going to get my vote, actually, as well. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved Knoxville and Zane, But if you're talking about a match from beginning to end, that's the best match, is the Raw tag title match, hands down. So, my overall thoughts, as far as WrestleMania 38 goes, was a pretty fun weekend. Um, it exceeded my expectations i know that i was kind of dreading for the worst but it ended up being a pretty good two-night wrestlemania i think i can say that it was the first successful two-night wrestlemania they've had since they started it um like dk said uh, and, and i'll plug our show here now and probably do it again in a couple of minutes maybe the best wrestlemania since wrestlemania 30 and that's saying something cuz 30 was incredible um i mean if it's not the best since 30 it might be the best since 35 that that's how i'll put it so it's in the vicinity of those two i'll just go with that it it's probably better than 35 but was good with 30 but 30 you know stands on its own it it really does so on that note that is going to do it for this week's show uh gonna do the quick plugs here if you guys have any questions or comments send an email wrestlingman at that wrestling show.com Follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling Show 11. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, follow me at House of Bill. You can follow the show on Instagram, That Wrestling Show. And join the Facebook group, That Wrestling Show fan group, where we have over 500 members. Let me repeat that number again. Over 500 members on our Facebook group. Okay, so a couple of quick plugs. Uh, check out the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast where we did our own WrestleMania wrap-up, but we also dived a little bit more. We talked about the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, the, the, the class of 2022, and how much um, how much we really enjoyed the Undertaker's speech. So check that out on the DK and Bill wrestling podcast also check out sharks pond a south park podcast where i watch and review each and every south park episode this week i review the season 15 episode city sushi that is this week on sharks pond a south park podcast and check out bill learns kingdom hearts where myself and jim we go through kingdom hearts we're into season three now and we are freshly in to Kingdom Hearts 2. So check it out this week, another new episode of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Not really sure what the plan is going to be for next week's show. Probably just going to talk about some wrestling news here and there, as I think we're all still recovering from a pretty wild and pretty fun, I should say, WrestleMania weekend. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend, stay safe, have fun wherever you may be, and come back next week for another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters, and as always, Wrestle On!